0: We're going to go to Matthew chapter 28 in your Bible this morning. Uh, the Gospel of Matthew chapter number 28 while you're turning there. Just let me thank everyone that prayed uh, while we were at, out at camp in Colorado this past week preaching at teen camp. Uh, um, your prayers your prayers definitely uh, were effective and there were seven saved. Seven that trusted Christ as their Savior. One surrendered to preach, surrendered to do whatever God would have him to do as uh, days go on. I'm very, very thankful. Many other good decisions were made. Young people coming, talk to me about different things that God had dealt with them. About. I'm, I'm so thankful that uh, God is still alive and working and still in the soul-saving business. I'm very thankful uh, that those names are now written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I'm so thankful for a church back home that prays as I go out and just try to declare the wonderful riches of our Lord Jesus Christ, thank you so much for praying. Uh, it's it's very, very, very appreciated. Matthew chapter twenty eight, verse number one. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven. And came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come, come. See the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. I want to preach this morning to you about the victory of Jesus. the the victory of Jesus. So very thankful for it. Let's pray. We'll get right on into it. Father, once again, we're thankful for the good group that's here and ask that you would deal with us right where we are, Lord, spiritually. Whatever's needed would happen. Father, we've asked for your power, uh, Lord, uh, your guidance. We've asked for clarity of thought and speech. We just just pray, dear God, that this would be a message uh, from you, not just an outline on paper dear god please do that which we can't and we'll thank you for all that's accomplished for we ask it all in jesus name amen and amen thank you so much for standing please do be seated i love the old hymn victory in jesus i mean it's just one of my favorites it goes like this i heard an old old story how a savior came from glory how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. Some of you are really glad I'm not singing right now. I can just feel it. I can sense it for sure. I heard about his groaning and his precious blood atoning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then I repented of my sins and won the victory. O oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I'm telling you, the greatest thing ever happened in my life is when Jesus came looking for me. I wasn't looking for him when he came looking for me, convicted me of my sin. The day that I trusted him as my personal savior and he washed all my sin away and gave me eternal life. Very, very thankful for that. The death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most significant event that's ever happened, ever. Nothing has nor ever can surpass it. Through the centuries, there's been a lot of victories in God's dealings with men, but the greatest triumph of of them all was the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In one earth-shattering moment, Jesus conquered the three greatest enemies of mankind, and that is sin, Satan, and the second death. Jesus Christ has won the victory by his resurrection. Another old hymn, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know who holds the future, and I know who holds my hand. The purpose of Jesus Christ was to pay the sin debt. We got to get this. The purpose of Jesus Christ coming to this earth was to pay the sin debt for all of mankind. Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. He came to save us from our sins. He came to pay our sin debt. And because of his submission to the purpose of the Father, victory has been won for all mankind, for all time, and for all eternity. We're talking about the victory of Jesus. We see his victory over sin. There's victory over the penalty of sin. Romans chapter 6 and verse number 23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Ezekiel chapter 18 verse 20, uh, the very first part of the verse says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. So from the very beginning of the Garden of Eden, man has been engaged in the battle against sin. Because we are descendants of Adam, we inherit from him the sin nature. It talks about that over in Romans chapter 5 and verse number 12, where it says, Wherefore as by one sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for, for that all have sin. Jesus' death on the cross and his resurrection provided victory over the penalty of sin. And the Bible teaches us that sin brings forth death. For the victory to be effective... Excuse me, this payment must be made by one who was worthy. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For he hath made him, talking about Jesus, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I am very thankful that Jesus came, he truly was born of a virgin, lived a perfect sinless life. He knew no sin. Oh, no, no, he was a perfect sinless son of God. Absolutely so. And he took upon himself the servant a form of a servant and a willingness to go and pay our sin debt on the old rugged cross but he also gave us victory over the power of sin i think i can say usually really if if you're saved if you have trusted christ as your savior and you, you you're truly saved by the grace of god you really don't want to sin i mean because because you know it's not going to help you and 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 yet it seem it seems at times that 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 you can't seem to get that victory because the power over you the power of sin over you can be so strong and We we really can't afford to be embarrassed about that. We just need to be very truthful about that. I mean, when we think that the Apostle Paul himself, probably one of the greatest Christians that ever walked the face of the earth, faced these same struggles along the way. Romans chapter 7 verse 15, he wrote this, For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. He goes on in verse 18, For I know that in me that is in my flesh and my body dwelleth no good thing. For the will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Anybody else ever feel like that? It's like, man, oh man, oh man, I want to live for God. I want to do the right thing. I, I I want to make the right decisions, and pretty soon we're making wrong decisions, going the wrong way. I mean, no, it's a real struggle, isn't it? Because once we're saved by the grace of God, the Holy Ghost of God comes to live inside of us, and we are born again by the Spirit of God. So we have this new nature. We have this new nature. the the, the hard thing is, is that the old nature is still there too. It, it's it's alive and well in this old flesh that we live in, and so now there's this battle going on i want to do right but it seems so hard i want to do right but the fight is on i mean it's a battle that every born again believer faces after they're saved by the grace of god in fact the apostle paul again one of the greatest christians that ever lived came to the realization of that down at the bottom where i was reading there in verse number 24 the last uh uh, close to the last chapter uh the last verse he says oh wretched man that i am who shall deliver me from the body of this death I mean, he's like, no, he's acknowledging, man, I'm just a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. I know Jesus Christ is my personal Savior, but there's this battle that goes on and I need some help along the way. I'm telling you, anyone that denies the power of sin, uh, that, that the, anyone that denies the power that sin can have over them doesn't really know what sin can and will do to them. We have to be careful to not get to the place that, that, that we might that we might think, well, I'm, I'm not even tempted anymore. You better be very careful. I'm tenu- telling you the temptations are very real and will continue to be very real as long as your heart's beating, as long as you're breathing air, as long as we have this old body. But God can give us victory over those sins. I mean, it's already been paid for. It's already been provided. But we do have to take note that there is a presence of sin. By his death on the cross of Calvary, excuse me, Christ provided a way by which our sin can be forgiven. Yet it is by his resurrection, of course together with his blood that was shed uh, that day for us, that God can declare us perfectly righteous in him. Uh, um, it's important that we know that we've been justified. It's important that we know that we've been saved by the grace of God. It's important that we know we have been declared righteousness, uh, declared righteous. Christ's death and resurrection has provided a way for us. And now it's up to us to believe and accept Christ's salvation, which He has provided. It's a personal choice. Well, you know, I'm a Christian. How do you know you're a Christian? Well, you know, I've been Christian all my life. I was raised in a Christian home. Mom and Dad were Christians. Grandma and, grandma, uh, grandma and Grandpa were Christians. I'm just a Christian. been raised in a Christian's home. Oh, no, 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 no. It does not work that way. It's a personal decision that each one has to make. It's a personal decision that we would turn our heart to God, that's repentance, and trust what Jesus Christ has done for us. It, it, there has to be a time somewhere in our life that we realize that we are a sinner, and that we need a Savior, and that we would turn our heart to God, and that we would trust what Jesus Christ did on the cross for us all those years ago, that He is a risen Savior, He did not remain dead, that the tomb is still empty, that we come to a place that we truly trust Christ as our personal Savior I'm telling you anybody that's truly been there they can remember that time they can remember that place they may not remember an exact date they may not remember an exact time on the clock but they remember that time they rehearse it over in their mind they rehearse it over in their head they know that there was a time they called upon God that Jesus saved their soul Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess the uh, with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation Romans chapter 6 and verse number 23 the Bible says for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord I'm so very thankful that he offers it up to us it's a free gift no no it's a free gift we don't even deserve it but he offers it up to us and if we are willing to accept it I mean if we're willing to do what he says to turn our heart to 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 God to trust Jesus Christ and what he has done for us not only does the resurrection of Christ deal with our sin positionally but it deals with our sin also practically as believers in Christ we can have listen to me please as believers in Christ we can have daily victory over sin because of Christ's resurrection we are just sinners saved by grace, and God understands that. He says, he, he says, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, he knows we are but dust. He knows that. He knows we are but dirt. He understands that. And he understands the problem that we have and the sin nature that we still have, even after we're saved by the grace of God. As believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can have daily victory over sin because of Christ's resurrection. Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I mean, I mean, when 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 he resurrected, we have victory over sin and over Satan. And no, I'm telling you, it's an amazing thing how God can, can work in our hearts and work in our lives and brings to that place where we don't do the things that we used to do, where we don't have the cravings that we used to have. I'm telling you, no, no, I speak from experience being saved at the age of 27, living a pretty rough life up to that time. I'm very, very thankful for the changes that he has made in me and and continues to make in me and help me to be what he would have me to be. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19. The Bible says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. The resurrection power of Christ is available to every believer to make us more like him. I mean, if we would just trust him for that by faith he he no no he really wants to he really wants us. He really wants to conform us into the image of His Son. God does, and He really wants to give us this victory that we long for. No, no. Anybody that's true and saved longs for victory over these things. Understands that sins are besetting, and that it it keeps us from being everything that God would have us to be. Philippians three nine says, "And be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith." Pray Praise God. Jesus Christ has won the victory over sin by his resurrection. We just need to be willing to follow him. We just need to be willing to listen to him. We just need to be willing to submit to him. We just need to be willing to yield to him. Well, preacher, I mean, you know, I have and still don't let me stop you there. It's not a one-time thing. It's a daily thing. And sometimes it's many time a day thing. And sometimes it's many, many times a day thing. And sometimes it's many, 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 many many times a day thing. No, no, that we submit to Him. That we yield to Him. I mean, He tries to direct us. He loves us more than we can understand. I mean, He did save us uh, 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 from, he did save us from hell he saved us from our sin he wants to help us but we must be willing to yield we must be willing to listen we must be willing to go the way that he tells us to go in his word and as we know more about his word and the way that we're supposed to go and as we listen to the spirit of God as he speaks to our heart throughout the day because he will speak to our heart throughout the day as we yield to him he gives us victory by his grace we are saved and by his grace we are changed But we have to be yielded to him. We have to listen to him. We have to give in to him. But also we have, uh, we see his uh, victory over Satan, over the devil. When Christ was crucified on Calvary, the old devil thought he had finally accomplished his lifelong purpose to destroy God's plan for salvation. And he'd been trying for centuries. He'd been trying to deflect, deflect that for a long time. I mean, you think about it. He, he caused Cain to kill his righteous brother Abel. But then God gave Seth. And he caused Abraham, in unbelief, to bear, to, to bear Ishmael. But God miraculously gave Isaac. And he caused Joseph's brothers to sell him as a slave to Egypt. But then God saved the whole family from starvation through Joseph's faithfulness. And he caused David to sin a sin that was worthy of death. But God gave David a repentant heart. Somebody say amen right there. I mean David, boy David messed up a lot. Yes, but he was a good repenter. He kept turning to God. He didn't give up. He didn't throw in the towel. He kept trying to do what God would have him to do. The old devil, he caused Herod to kill all the babies. Two years old and under, but God directed Joseph to take baby Jesus to Egypt. I, 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 look, then he caused Judas, then he caused, caused Judas to betray Christ, leading to the crucifixion of Judas. Uh, jesus i'm sorry and there was a triumph there and there was the triumph that satan had waited for four thousand years of diabolical planning had paid off and for three days don't you know this for sure and for three days satan and his demons had a victory party we have killed him we killed the son of god man this is great this is wonderful oh no no he thought he thought he thought that he had won the victory. But on the third day, Christ rose from the dead. And Satan was defeated at that time. Thank God, Amen, no, no no, He likes for people to think he's powerful. He likes for people to think that he has all the power that God has. He likes for people to think that he can uh, he can provide them with everything that they need. But I'm telling you he came but to kill and to steal and destroy. I'm telling you he is just after the lives of people. He, he just wants to ruin the lives of people and we do not have to give in to him. I said, we that are believers, we do not have to give in to him anymore satan has been defeated come on another old hymn up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes he arose a victor from a dark domain and he lives forever with his saints to reign hallelujah christ arose amen very very thankful for that in first peter chapter 3 and verse number 21 the bible says the like figure whereunto even baptism doth now save us not the putting away of filth of the flesh let me stop right there for a second because because people get this confused where it says that even in baptism doth also now save us no 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 no. it's not talking about salvation it says right there not the putting away of filth from the flesh that water in the baptismal has never washed away one sin I said, water doesn't wash away sin. Only the precious blood of Jesus wash away sin. It does not take baptism to save you. There's only one way of salvation, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. The water has nothing to do with it. No, no, but no, it goes on. It says, not the putting away of filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. What's baptism all about? Answer of a good conscience toward God. I've trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I want everyone to know that. I've decided to follow Jesus. I want the old life to die. I want the new life to live. I want to do everything that God would have me to do. That's what that's all about. But it goes on, answer of a good conscience toward God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto Him. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. He that committed the sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For the purpose of the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. And when it says there, he that committed sin is of the devil, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily mean, no, no, listen, please listen to me. It doesn't necessarily mean that, oh, well, did I really get saved? Or, uh, if you trusted Christ as your personal Savior, no, no, no. If you turned your heart to God and trusted Christ, yes, you're saved by the grace of God. But, but, but that sin nature's in there. So we have to decide, no, no, we have to decide whether we're going to listen to God or whether we're going to listen to the devil. No, no, the devil's still very powerful. But he works by suggestion. Uh, Okay, some of you are old enough to remember this. The devil made me do it. Uh, No, he didn't. He cannot make you do anything. No, 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 no. He is a powerful suggester. Is that a name? Is that a word? It is this morning. (laughs) He makes powerful suggestions. That's probably a better way to put it but he can't make you do anything but boy i'm telling you he'll hound you to do stuff won't he yep. come on he'll lie to you won't he yep. he'll say man if you'll just do this you'll be fulfilled if you'll just do this you'll have so much fun if you'll just do this everything man i'm telling you this is going to work out well oh, i know what them christians say but you don't have to listen to that crowd goodness gracious they're a bunch of fuddy these they don't have any fun they don't care anything about you they don't care anything they just want to spoil your fun run your life and ruin your life i'm telling you the devil will tell us anything to try to get us to do whatever he would have us to do he just came to kill and to steal and destroy and even after we're saved by the grace of god i mean he continues to whisper these things into our ear and try to plant these things into our mind and he's very powerful at doing that i'm telling you we've got to come to the place where we yield more to god than we listen to him the Bible says submit yourself therefore unto God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'm telling you the key is not that we resist the devil. The key is that we submit ourselves to God. God is the one that can overcome him. I can't overcome him. Bible says no 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 don't try to fight don't try to fight the devil by yourself. I'm telling you he has a power to be dealt with. He is very real. Oh, no, no, I know, I know, I know. No, no, I know how society has done. They've tried to make him some kind of cartoon character. They've given him little horns, red guy, pitchfork, tail, and all that stuff. That's not the way, no, 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 that's not the way the devil comes. The Bible says he comes as an angel of light. No, no, he, he comes as something that looks good. He, is, he comes as something that is appealing. He comes as something that is, you know, very, uh, yes, very, mm, we have to we have to make sure that we are we we have to make sure that, that our victory is coming from the Lord Jesus Christ, that we are willing, that we are willing to let God fight these battles for us. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 says, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took out of the way. Took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross. Listen to this. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them open, openly, triumphing over them in it. I love it. And having spoiled principalities and powers, it's talking about what Jesus did when he was nailed to the cross and, and, and died and rose again, and triumphing over them in it. I'm here to tell you this morning no matter how mad it makes the devil, the devil is a defeated enemy. And He cannot have control over us as long as we're controlled by the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to be listening to the Spirit of God. We have to be listening to what He has for us right here in this book. Man, preacher, you're always hounding us. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. Read the Bible. What's the big deal? Because this Bible gives us guidance in every part of our life. And it will help us and it will strengthen us. And I'm telling you, it will, it will grow our faith and it will help us to have this victory that we are promised from God. 1 John 4, 4 is says you're of God little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world come on I love that greater is he that is in you if you're saved by the grace of God than he that is in the world I, I mean tell you the Lord Jesus has power over him and Jesus will deliver you from bondage if you will yield that particular area of your life to him but we have to yield it to him no no we have a part in this I remember after I got saved years ago, thirty-seven years ago now. I remember after I got saved, man, I was, I, I, I struggled with this, struggled with that, boy. And I mean, it was like, boy, God, I'm just I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and I was sincere in it, but you know, I, I, I was wanting Him to do it all. It's almost like, please look up here, it's almost like I wanted him to put a collar and a leash on me and just lead me around, make sure I didn't do anything wrong. But God doesn't work that way. No, 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 I I tell you, God doesn't work that way. He gives us a free will. And a free will can be a blessing, but a free will can be a curse also. Because we still continue to be able to make our own decisions. What we do, what we don't do. What we look at, what we don't look at. What we listen to, what we don't listen to. Where we go, where we don't go. Who we hang around, who we don't hang around. I'm telling you, the decisions that we make every day, we have to decide that we're going to allow God to guide us in those ways. We're going to have to allow allow God to give us victory in those things. And I'm telling you, some of the things that we deal with after we're saved by the grace of God and the habits and different things that we deal with, there comes a time with that that we just have to say, no, I'm not going to do that because that's not what God would have me to do. No, I'm not going to go there because that's not where God would have me to go. No, I'm not going to listen to that. No, I'm not going to look at that because that's not what God wants in my life. And here Here's the great thing about that is that when we decide to go ahead and do what God has asked us to do then God gives that grace God gives that strength and God gives that victory that only he can give but we first and foremost have to decide that his way is more important than our way we have to just be willing to yield, and the victory is there. No, it's there. For, it's there for the taking. If we've trusted Christ as our Savior, I'm telling you, it is there for us. But we have to yield those areas of our life to Him. How can we overcome this powerful devil? How can we overcome his dominions? Well, with the victorious uh, with with victorious Christ in our hearts and the intercessory help of our brothers and sisters in him I am telling you that's what a good church is all about I'm thankful I'm thankful for Riverside Baptist Church I'm thankful for the spirit that's here I'm thankful for the camaraderie that's here I'm thankful for the good friends that I have here right here at Riverside Baptist Church that pray for me and encourage me and are there for me I- I'm telling you church is not no no listen to me uh, church is not a sanctuary for the saints it's a hospital. Hospital for sinners. We come here to get better. We come here because we need to be here. We come here to hear the Word of God. We come here to hear it preached. We come here to hear it taught. We come here to sing praises to our God. Amen. We come here to, to fellowship with brothers and sisters in Christ because we need that from one another to encourage one another, edify one another, exhort one another, be there for one another. It's very, very important. We need that. You need church. I need church. We need to be here. I'm telling you, it helps us. It helps us together. In Christ, Satan has no power over us, just the power of that temptation and suggestion and think of how many lives could be saved if we would just allow Jesus to give us that victory that is already ours. No no, no, praise God, Jesus Christ has won the victory over Satan by his resurrection. Amen. Man, imagine what God could do at Riverside Baptist Church if we had all just let God have his way. So while the devil stood by helpless, Jesus rose from the dead. <laughs> Wish I could have seen his face. <laughs> okay, y'all never have used your imagination or anything, but I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you. No, no, he thought he had won. The devil thought he had won. When Jesus cried, gave up the ghost, and died, the whole devil thought he had won. Yeah. But he also gave us the victory of Jesus. He gave us his victory over the second death. Uh, Next month, I will turn... I will be years old then next month. (laughs) Next month I will be 65 years old. Years young. However you want to look at it anyway. We're promised three score plus 10 years. Or 70 years. That's what we're promised. And there's people sitting in here that... God has blessed you with more years than that already. Thank God for it. Amen. Amen. And I hope, to, I hope that He has a longer plan for me also. I do. I hope so. I do. But one of these days we're all going to die. Now there's not anybody sitting in here or listening by live stream that you're, that's going to miss that appointment one of these days. We're all going to face that. Every one of us. Really doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are, right? I'm telling you, we're all going to face that one of these days. We will we will die. The great thing about that is, is we that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, been saved by his grace, have no need have no need to fear physical death. We have no need to fear it. Because we know that we cannot die. Uh, no need to fear physical death because we know that we cannot die spiritually. We can't die spiritually. No, no, no. When this old body closes its eyes in death, I'll be more alive than I've ever been. Uh, I'm telling you. No, no, I'm not going to face one second of death. Uh. -uh. Well, how come? Because in April 1984, when I trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior, He gave me eternal life at that point. He He gave me eternal life. Well, one of these days you're going to have eternal life. Oh, no, no, I have it now. No, I already have it. I've had it since April 1984 when I trusted Christ as my Savior and He saved my soul. I, I have eternal life. That means when His old body dies, His old flesh goes, uh, goes, I mean, when I finally take my last breath, the heart beats its last beat, whatever the case may be, I'm telling you, at that point, I'm just going to live on. Look, I, I'm, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, this body is not me. It's just a vessel that carries me around in this world. Jesus said to Martha over in John chapter 11, verse number 25, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And then he asked her this, stay with me. He asked her this, believest thou, believest thou this? No, it's a good thing when we can come to where we really believe that. I mean, Jesus said it. I'm pretty sure that we ought to be believing it. Because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, physical death to us is just an entrance into glory. I mean, we finally get to leave this old world. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. When we finally get to leave this old world one of these days and and live with Him in glory. Paul said, the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 8, We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You know, I've never seen Him. But one of these days I get to. No, no, I get to see Him face to face. The one that died for my sin, I get to see Him face to face one of these days. I'm thankful. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 21, the Apostle Paul said, for, me, for, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I want not. For I am in a strait betwixt two, having a desire to depart, and to be with Christ, which is far better. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, after, after the Lord saves our soul, He leaves us here for purpose. And the Bible says that our days are numbered from the womb. We don't decide when we're going to die. No, I'm going to say it again. We don't decide when we're going to die. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say it one more time. We don't decide when we're going to die. No, 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 no. no, 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 Suicide is never a right thing. It's never a right thing. We don't decide when we're going to die. God's got a plan for our life. When our time's up, we'll be with Him. I look forward to it. I dream about heaven sometime, Brother Mike. I mean, I do. I mean, it's, it's going to be a wonderful place. I mean, it's going to be more real than we can imagine. No, 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 no. We're not just floating around on clouds after that, playing our harps, polishing our halos and all that stuff. I guarantee you that's not what... No, we're going to feel more at home than we ever have. Jesus said that He's already prepared a place for us that have trusted Him as our personal Savior. I'm, I'm telling you, it's, we're going to feel more at home than we've ever felt. It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful place, a beautiful world that's sinless sinless we won't fight sin anymore there won't be any trace of it anywhere it's going to be a beautiful beautiful place i mean beyond our wildest imaginations i I mean it's going to be a great place and we get to abide with the lord forever and ever and ever it's going to be wonderful it's hard sometimes because I know God still has a plan for me while I'm here. I know he has a plan. So I want to try to work the best I can. Pray, work, do what I should do to try to fulfill the plan that God has for me. But I do look forward to going to heaven. And it gets a little sweeter all the time. The more saints that I know that pass away, the more that go on to be there before me. I get a little jealous sometimes. But I know that God has a plan for us. He's got a plan for you. I mean, that time's going to come. But until that time, we need to be, we need to be faithful to the Lord right here. To the believer in Jesus Christ, the grave is, is, is but a doorway to that wonderful, wonderful place called heaven where we will abide forever. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 42 says, So also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It's raised in glory. It's sown in weakness. It's raised in power. It's sown in a natural body. It is raised in a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So therefore, the, the Apostle Paul concludes in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 54, so when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, I love it, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't have to worry about death. I don't have to be concerned about it at all. If the Lord chooses to take me home today, glory hallelujah. Hallelujah. If he leaves me here another 20 years, glory, hallelujah. I just want to fulfill his purpose for my life. But I don't have to worry. I do not have to worry about dying. Well, preacher, sometimes, you know, I'm telling you, sometimes I just kind of, sometimes I sit and I, and I worry, I worry, I, wor, I, I, I worry about dying. Or if you're a child of God, uh, you don't need to have that worry because when it comes to time to die, God will give you dying grace. <laughs> I've sat with more than one Christian that just, I mean, was just like, I mean, they're just ready to go home. They're, they're just looking, they're just looking for the angels to come and take them. It's a wonderful thing. So for us that have received Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, the second death or eternal separation from God, it's not even possible. It's not even possible. Revelation chapter 20, verse 6, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years, talking about the millennial reign, but then for eternity, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It's a wonderful thing. We just have to be willing to put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one. Listen to me. No, no, no we're, we're winding down. He's the one that's going to take us across the river one of these days. He's the one. I heard a story of a missionary in Brazil who discovered a tribe of uh, Indians in a remote part of the jungle. And they lived there a, a large river, lived on a large river. And a good part of the tribe was in real dire need of medical attention. This contagious disease was destroying the population. People were dying every day. And there was a hospital that wasn't too terribly far away across the river. But this particular tribe believed uh, that they could not cross the river because it was inhabited by evil spirits. And so to them to enter the water would be would mean certain death and this missionary he explained how he had crossed the river uh, to get to them that he was unharmed but they weren't impressed by that whatsoever and he took them to the bank of the river and he placed his hand in the water and they still wouldn't go in and he walked out into the water and splashed it around on him splashed water on his face but it it didn't matter they were still afraid to enter the river and finally he dove in the river and he swam beneath the surface over to the other side and where he had merged. And when he came out, he rose with a triumphant fist in the air and and that he had entered into that water, gone to the other side, came out unscathed. And it was then that the tribe broke out into a cheer and they followed him across the river because of that. That's exactly what Jesus did. He told the people of his day that they need not fear the river of death. But they wouldn't believe. No, no, no. He touched a dead boy and raised him back to life. They still didn't believe. He whispered life into the body of a dead girl and got the same result. Not going to believe. He let a dead man stay... Spend four days in the tomb, and then called him out. People still didn't believe him. And finally, he entered the river of death and came out on the other side. And yet, there's still people that won't believe. Bless you. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ has won the victory over the second death by his resurrection. I don't have to fear the second death. I don't have to fear that lake of fire. I don't have to fear it at all. Because I've been born twice. August 3rd, 1956, I was born into this world. In April 1984, I was born again by the Spirit of God. Born twice, die once. Born once, die twice. Jesus said you must be born again. There needs to be that second birth, that spiritual birth. Or one of these days you'll close your eyes in death, this old body. And then there's the second death. It's a very real place. The lake which burns with fire and brimstone. It's a very real place. I know modern theologians are trying to do away with it, but it's still a very real place. It's a place where to be warned of. The same victory Christ has won over sin, Satan, and the second death can be ours as well through him. Through trusting Christ as our Savior. First of all, if you've never trusted Him alone for your salvation, you must believe that He died and rose again for you. You must turn your heart to God. That's repentance and trust Christ as your personal Savior. If you want to be born again, if you want to be saved from your sin, if you want to be saved by grace, the moment that you turn your heart to him and trust Christ, three things will happen. Your sin will be cleansed by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will come to dwell in your heart as your protection against the devil and you will have eternal life and you will live, live, live for eternity with God. He that hath a son hath life is what the Bible says. That's a great victory that can only be gained through Jesus Christ and will only come as a result of repentance toward God and faith toward Jesus. Excuse me. See, you you have to. You must want the life that God offers you through Christ. He's not going to force it on you. You must really want it. And if you really want it, you can have it. I'm telling you, you're here today, you're lost, with, uh, you are lost without God. You can have that. You can have that today. And if you're saved and, and you're still living, living, come on, brain, if you're still living under the defeat of sin, victory can be yours as you follow in the steps of the Savior. You can be a part, a part of the victory of Jesus. I have victory in Jesus. But I'm thankful for that being a part of the victory of Jesus. He won that for us. For us, I'm very thankful. Would you bow your heads with me? Our heads are bowed for just a moment. No one looking around in respect of others, respect of the Lord for just a moment, please. Could very well be that someone's here today and they would say, Preacher, I I don't know. If I died today, that I'd go to heaven. I don't know that I have ever been saved from my sin. I don't know that I've ever trusted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. And preacher, would you just mind to say a prayer for me? Boy, I'd like to do that. You're here like that this morning. Would you just slip your hand up wherever you are? Yep, yeah, preacher, I'm not sure that I've ever trusted Christ as my Savior. I'm not sure that I'm saved by His grace. I'm not sure that my sin has been forgiven. Would you just allow me to pray for you? I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to point you out. I wouldn't embarrass you in no way, shape, or form. I'd just like to pray for you. Is anyone here like that? Just slip your hand up. I'll see it. We'll go right, right on with the service. Who in here would be honest this morning and just say, Preacher, I I'm having some struggles. Oh, I know I'm saved, Preacher, but I'm having some struggles in my life. Things in my life, sin in my life. I'm having some struggles. Preacher, would you please just pray for me that I will look unto the Lord, that He'll give me victory that I need. Would you slip up your hand and just let me pray for you? God bless your honesty there and there and there and there. And there. There, over there, back there, right here. God bless you here, over here, over here. Thank you so much for your honesty. Back in the back, I see your hand. You may put your hands down. You didn't raise your hand before, but you'd say, yeah, preacher, I should have raised my hand about that. I'm having some struggles. Would you please pray for me? You didn't raise your hand before. You want to raise it now? Just let me pray for you. I'm, I'm not going to come to you back there. God bless your heart. God bless your honesty. Right there, God bless you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. You can have victory in Jesus. if You'll just yield yourself to Him. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for those in here that do not know Christ as their Savior. They've never truly trusted Christ. They've never been born again by the Spirit of God. They can't, they can't, be, uh, they can't be sure that their sins have been forgiven, that they have a home reserved for them in heaven. Lord, we can't save them. We don't want to act like we can And Lord, we're certainly not going to try to force anything on anyone. We just pray you'd work in their hearts and lives, that you'd bring them to a place of realizing that, well, just that they need Jesus. And Lord, we'd love to be able to take a Bible and open it up and show them even even today before they leave this place how they can have that all settled. Lord, if they would just come. And then for all the hands all over the auditorium, I'm so thankful that You know we're just sinners saved by grace. And I'm so thankful to know that You have given us victory over those things if we are just yielded to You and willing to follow You and yield and submit. Follow Your Word. Father, I lift these folks up to You. They ask for prayer. I lift them up to You. I ask that You'd help them. I ask that You give them strength. I ask that You give them grace. I ask that You would help them with your word I ask Lord that uh, you would help them just to uh, surrender to yield uh, that you might have your way in their life over these different areas which they struggle Father bless this time of invitation save those that are lost help us that are saved Uh, Father help us to drop our pride at this time and just yield to you we pray In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed. The altar's open. You need to come. Why don't you come? Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't wait to see what somebody else is going to do. You come and do what God would have you to do. You come and yield yourself to the Lord our heads are bowed our eyes are closed if you don't know Christ as your Savior if you'd come we have we have men we have we have a a man that'd be willing to take you aside take a Bible show you how to get that settled ladies we have a lady that'd be more than willing to take you aside and show you how you can have that settled no 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 we don't want to force anything on you but we'd sure like for you to see how you know you can know that you've trusted Christ as your Savior whatever God would have you to do in this just let God have his way folks are praying you need to come come on you're struggling, you need to come. Come on, why don't you come and ask God for some help? We'll not take long. I'm not going to drag it out. Just let God have His way in your life today. You'll be glad you did. I promise you that. You can have part of the victory of Jesus. You can have victory in Jesus. Just let Him have His way.